slow it down. Tell me, slow it down. Slow it down. Tell me, slow it down. Slow it down. Why I feel so betrayed lately? Why I feel like the love faded? Why I feel like my blood hate me? Why I feel like my gut faking? Why I feel like you pump faking? Wanna drink on the edge? Cause you feel yeah, what's good, everybody? We back with another episode. It's been a minute. I'm here with my boy, Ashton Husband. He's a football player at Southern Miss, man. So we just here finna spread this knowledge and motivation today. But my boy, how you been doing, man? I can't, you know, I can't complain. Everything has been good. You know, God been blessing me. That's all I can really just say. But, you know, I'm doing all right. How you been, my boy? Man, everything been good. A, a lot of stuff changed since I've been back on this podcast, man. And I know me and you talked the other day. We talked about, like, dreams and motivation and whatnot. We also shared some of the same interests in terms of uh, certain motivational uh, motivational speakers that we listen to. So, yes, sir. since me and you ain't really talked in a while, it's been kind of good to kind of chop it up and see the progress that both of us making. Because I know that you always talked about playing D1 ball, and now you look back and now you're there. You know what I'm saying? I always talked about... Uh, doing my own thing. I had my stuff set up, and now, you know what I'm saying, I'm self-employed, got my own studio and everything. So, honestly, man, it's really just been a blessing to see both of us or to see what God has allowed both of us to do so far. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Amen. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, you it, really, know. It, it really has been a blessing to go from where we was at to where this was an instant-type dream to a lot of people thinking that, you know, we both – have been in situations where the people around us uh, didn't believe in the dream, didn't see the vision that God God gave us. And, you know, we were uh, around people a lot of the time that kind of spoke down on it and told us, you know, go with the safer route, get the secure, do the secure thing so you won't have to, you know, take all these risks and, you know, you might come out 50-50 and it might not be what you want. And just to be able to have, to trust in God and trust within ourselves to see this through, and for him to bless us ten times four is it's, it's really in my in my in my opinion it's really in my belief it's really quite magical to be able to see something to be able to see this through and just to say we're not even nowhere near where we want to be but we're far better than what we used to be it's it's, it's amazing but like I would have never thought the road would have took us to this point at all. Yeah, man, you're right. It is crazy. You talked about uh, certain people kicking against it and like, man. Just with this week alone, for it, for anybody that ain't uh that don't know, since it's been a while since I've been on a podcast, but this week, this past week that just passed, so last week was my first uh, week being self-employed. Uh, I quit my job and I went to do my own thing, and God blessed me enough to where the first week I was so prosperous that I had never been that prosperous at a job within a month, and I was able to be that prosperous within a week working for myself. So. God has really been blessing me, man. I remember, I think it was like Friday, I remember just coming in here, man, my studio, and I just broke completely down. Man, I was crying tears, like, I mean, they were tears of joy, but it's a different feeling when you accomplish something and even certain people in your family didn't even believe in you. You know what I'm saying? I had a, I had a very special person in my family to me that told me that what I wanted to do was unrealistic. How you going to make money with that? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not realistic for you to do. You in Columbus. Like, I was told all of these things. So, just having that mustard seed of faith that, that we always talk about, man. And, like, I really got to experience it firsthand that God will provide for you. Like, your gift will really make room for you. And I think that that needs to be talked about more, especially with black people. Because we not taught to go use our gifts or go be the best we could be. We just taught to be average. And that is that is so true. You hit it on the nail, man. Uh, we really are taught to just just be average. I, even just that, I believe in just as us as us people as African Americans, we are just taught to just survive. And I don't like saying the word survive as anything. I'm mm-hmm. always great to people when they say I say I want to thrive. I don't want to just endure. I want to overcome it on the top of whatever you deemed or man has has deemed impossible for me. Because I serve a God that believes in the impossible. I've been in your shoes. I've had people sit here and tell me that you can't bank football, um, uh, make it make ends with your family, living a uh, living a great life. I'm like, how do you know that? And I, and I always and I always say to myself, I can't get mad at my family for thinking like that because that's been beaten into them all mm-hmm. their lives. Their mother thought like that, so they just did it to them, and it's been going backwards ever since somebody taught them to think that way. I always tell people, we've been oppressed for so long, so we continue to think as oppressed people. So we all, we put a roof or a glass ceiling over ourselves and we never think above it. So we put a limitation on what we can truly do in this life. Because at the end of the day, I always tell people, what is your book going to be about? Do you want to just be that man or woman who get enough? Or do you want to be that person that took a leap of faith, that, that dared the dream, that stepped out of their comfort zone, and they actually dealt with the pain and typed it into the And I, I really like how you just said the word comfort zone, bro, because that's what most of us get stuck in. Like, man, to, to be honest, man, a lot of us go to church and all this type of stuff. And we and we go to church and we say we serve a big God or God will give you the desires of your heart. But how how many of us are actually taking actions that show that we actually believe in it? You know what I'm saying? Because if you really believe you serve a big God, if you really believe that God promised you abundance, you wouldn't be afraid to take risk. You wouldn't be afraid to use the gift that he gave you. You wouldn't be afraid to go after your purpose because nothing good comes from being comfortable. Uh, I know one thing I told one thing I told my uh, my girl the other day or I think earlier today, actually, uh, we was just talking about some stuff that she wants to get into or whatnot. But. She said, well, if it don't work out, I'll just try something else. I said, no, nah, that's not how you get successful. Every every successful person that's out there, whether we talking about uh, LeBron James or whether we talking about Steve Harvey or Tyler Perry or anybody that you can think of, they got successful, successful because they made up in their mind that this is what I'm going to do and I'm not going to stop doing it. Even if it ain't paying me right now, it's going to pay me tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? They had that oh, mindset. So, so they had the mindset that it's only Plan A, and and when and when you give yourself when you give yourself that that window to where you don't have no more options to where you have to succeed at this, that that's when you actually go succeed. And I like I like how you put it earlier that we can you know quote the scriptures and say we serve a big God. It's like what Inky Johnson said. He said we can all quote the good scriptures and talk the good talk because it sounds good. 
But can you really live by those scriptures when it when it comes time to actually live in those scriptures that you were preaching to everybody else? Eddie Murphy even stated before in one of his interviews, he didn't have a plan B when he came out and uh, did stand up comedy before he went into acting. That mm-hmm. that was all he had. And I tell people all the time, don't have a plan B because plan B distracts from plan A. Because if you have a plan B, in my in my belief, you're gonna you're not gonna give 100. percent You're gonna give as the average amount that you can give and just hope for the best. Yep. But faith without works is dead and works and works without faith is dead. You can't you can't just expect to give fifty percent and then thank God and then give you the rest like nah he needs you to give all he needs you to go all in. If you yep. go all if you won't go all in for what you asking for in prayer, how will he know that you will go all in for him when it comes time to do so? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, man, I really like how you said it because like bro, when you do this man you really have to be all in. Because, like, man, honestly, you gotta bro. Be. You got to be. There, there's no other way. Like, the thing is with the plan B, man, if me and you were talking on the phone, right, and you come to me and yeah. you say, or or I come to you and I say, man, I got this big dream. I want to open up a studio. I want to do this and do that. And you say, yeah, that's good. But just have a backup plan to fall back on. Subconsciously, what you just told me without even saying it, what you just said is you already believe I'm going to fail. Because if you really believed in me, you know what I'm saying? If you really believed in, uh, believed in me, you wouldn't say this. Yeah. And, it, and like the thing is, like, especially like in the black families, man, we, we, we hear this stuff coming from close family members, man. Like I tell, I tell people all the time, especially people with kids, like, man, encourage your kids. Because you don't know who God allowed you to birth into this world. Like, if you look at a guy like Barack Obama, the first black president, like, dude, I I, I guarantee you 35 years ago, 40 years ago, his mama had no clue what this guy would turn out to be. Barack Obama don't even know who his daddy is, bro. You know what I'm saying? So you really have to be careful because you never know. You could could literally be birthed in the next Nelson Mandela, the next Martin Luther King. Like, you don't know who you, like, you don't know what the, you don't know what yeah. the next generation is going to do. And I tell people all the time, when you get in a position, not even just a, a position of power, I'm always a student of knowledge and a student of life. Like, I, I want to constantly learn. I want to constantly get as much knowledge as I can because when I do, I want to pass it on to the next person. My life, God has already had an expiration date on my life. I don't know when that's going to be. I pray it's when I'm very, very old and great. But I want to learn as much as I can. I want to pass it on to the next person because what I know is going to be somebody's uh, tool in somebody's toolkit for their survival guide. My testimony in my life and what I experienced and from the time I was born to the time I left this world is going to help somebody. Yep. And you need to encourage people on your journey throughout their life and help and help them because it is, it's no it's no point in telling this person it's not going to happen or you need a better plan, you need a plan B because you you stop uh, you stop dreaming. A lot of people that do that. I have a firm belief that when a person tells you to have a backup plan or to be cautious, this and that, they stop dreaming. They had a big dream. It didn't work out, and they once they had their first sign of failure, their first pain and discomfort, they quit and they stopped and they stopped dreaming. Mm-hmm. So when a person dares to dream or gets a bigger dream than them, they're gonna knock them down because they're like, "Who are you? I I couldn't achieve my dream, so who are you to think you're gonna achieve yours?" Man, bro, and and I like how you said. Uh, a dream that's bigger than them, a uh, bigger than them. Like man, whatever goals you have, your dream, like bro, your why behind your goal got to be bigger than you. And I know you listen to Inky Johnson, so you know what yes, I'm talking sir, about. All the time. 
Bro, uh, why I gotta be bigger than you? Because as soon as, like he said, as soon as you run into something that's bigger than you, if your why is not bigger quit. than you, bro, you gonna stop. You know what I'm saying? So, so man, like, gotcha. it's like it's like what he said, bro. Mm-hmm. People don't quit because it gets hard, or it gets it gets it's, it's though they quit because of discomfort. They don't quit because of that. People quit on their dreams and what God and the purpose God gave them because life made them forget why they stopped doing what they were supposed to do in the first place. Heck yeah, like you gotta have that why, man. Like, bro, I promise you, man, this whole week. Or or even coming into this week, man, it's it's great when people come in and I get paid money to do what I do. Man, it's the greatest feeling in the world to get paid doing something that you like to do. But at the same time, bro, like the thing that means the most is when somebody walk out of my building and they be like, man, you inspired me today, bro. Or when somebody walk up to me and they say, man, I heard this, man, and, and it touched me in this way. Like, that stuff right there is priceless because, bro, when I'm dead and gone, it, I mean, it's, it's going to be people here fighting over my money and whatnot, but the real thing that I'm going to leave behind is how I lived and, and what I taught people and, and, and what kind of seeds I planted beyond myself. Like, that's the real goal. That's, the real goal for me. That's the real goal. Yeah. Jay, the real Jay, goal for Jay me Jay is to, like, said it. you said what, bro? Jake. I said, Jay Z even said it. Jay Z hey, said, yeah. "The goal is to not be rich and famous. The goal is to use whatever God given ability you had and live through that. Yeah. Like, touch as many people as you can in this world. That's my that's my whole life mission. I tell people all the time: the NFL, getting there and breaking all the records and accomplishments and getting multi millions of dollars and endorsements. That's cool. That's cool." But that platform within itself, you not people don't understand the amount of people I can inspire and reach. I want to be able, like you just said, bro. When I'm dead and gone, I want people to be able to say, "I thank God for putting him in my life." Thank he you. believed in me when nobody else did. He inspired me, and he saw me, and he saw the potential for me to be the very best person that God created me to be. He mm-hmm. pushed me like I should have been pushed a long time ago. God worked through him to help me become a better me, not only for me, for my kids and my family. That's exactly what I want. That's all I want. I can care less about the money that I get from football and things I do in law enforcement with all the missions and operations, whatever whatever comes with that. I want to touch and inspire lives because I know when I was younger, I did not have that growth. Yep. Then, like, the thing is, bro, like, first of all, man, People, like, man, people don't understand that yo, God didn't give you your gifts for it to die inside of you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, bro, it could be, it could be, and I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm not all knowing. I don't know. But my sole purpose for me being good at music or anything like that could solely be because God knows that. 10, 15 years from now, there's a little boy that's going to plan on committing suicide. And he might use my lyrics to help this guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I'm saying that right there could be my sole purpose. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Who's like, no, nobody really knows, bro. At the end of the day, like, people always say all the time, people can forget what you did and forget what you, like, you know, all the stuff you did this but nobody will ever forget how you made it feel at the end of the day, bro. Uh-huh. And then they, nobody will forget how you made them feel. Like, word, like, words really do matter. So what you say to the goal, like, you really get one shot to impress somebody and to put, and to put an impact on somebody's life. 
Man, bro, the world needs your gift, dude. Like, like I said, God did not put this stuff inside of you to die inside of you. And uh, like T.G. Jake said, he said, I would hate to die and not do what I was born to do. And, amen, and that's just bro. how I amen, feel. Amen, bro. Like, amen. Like, preachers, hey, keep talking about Keep telling me. Keep telling me, brother. Like, that right there, that's the one thing people don't get. Like, yeah, like, if you go, like, people really go through life and then just pass through life and I live what God intended to be for. Like, we could have had future doctors and future scientists, like, different people who could have cured cancer for them, you know, but they never took that leap of faith and they never took that risk, so we never know what they could have did. And it's just crazy to me how people really gave up on that dream when they were just an inch closer to it. Oh, they got all they left because somebody told them no or somebody told them it was impossible. Yup. Because, like, I know Steve Harvey. I listen to a lot of Steve Harvey's uh, motivational stuff. This guy, he said, I mean, he just gave his story about jumping. You know what I'm saying? He talked about when he only had $35 in his pocket and he got a call to uh, go to the Apollo and all that kind of stuff. And, you know what I'm saying? That story right there was just real touching. You know what I'm saying? Real. It like, really was though. Knowing that he, he went through what he went through. Man, it was it's inspirational though because I, I from that story I realized like man people really got it worse than what we got it. Like we went through a lot mm-hmm. to get what we are and we're still getting to where we're getting where we're going, I mean. Yeah. But there are people who have been in the worst situations than what we've been in, like Inky Johnson. Steve Harvey, Ray Lewis, and his whole story with his mother like that. Yep. This is crazy to me. And the show, and I tell people all the time, if they're in a worse situation than you and they made it out on time, how come you can't do it? Thanks. They had every reason in the book to give up. I'm sure they did. I don't know if I could have went through what Inky went through. Nope. I, I, ain't, I didn't go through that. I, I, I at least had my own bed to lay my head on. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't have to share one uh, a two-bedroom house with 14 people. Mm-hmm. Now, especially they have to wake up in the morning to go shave my boobay and my body off because I had roaches and rats on mm-hmm. top of me. Crawling on me while I'm sleeping. Like, I especially have to go through that. And he only and he even said, well, it was one time out each week he got to lay on the bed. Not at the head, on the bed. So six days out the week, he on the floor letting roaches and rats crawl on him. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro. If this man, that man had every reason to give up, but he didn't. And he made it. And he made the way through. God turned his his greatest pain into into his greatest purpose. And and it sounds so cliche, bro. But the key to anything really is to just keep going, bro. Like keep I told going, my bro. I told my sister, bro. Like man, if if I take an axe right and go outside to the tree that's sitting in my yard, if I hit that tree in a thousand different spots, a thousand different times, that tree is still gonna be standing, bro. But if I go out there and I hit that tree a thousand times every day and I get up every day and hit it in the same exact spot, one day that tree going to have to come down. Eventually it's going to have to come down, bro. It's going to have to. I'm telling you. But the thing you is, people don't... The, you got to keep going. But the thing is, people, people don't people don't keep on hitting that tree, though. People stop, you know what I'm saying? Like like the oh, first yeah, the first time they come up with on disappointment, they stop. First time they fail, one time they stop. First time somebody tell them no, they stop. Like bro, like I'm at the point to where I don't I don't got nothing against nobody, but I know I'm on a whole different mission, man. 
I know I'm on a mission that's going to affect people 30 years from now. So if you scared, if you know what I'm saying, if you scared or, or if you ain't ready for this mission, y'all don't need to be around me. You know what I'm saying? Talking about being on my team or being with me on my path, bro. Because cause this path is definitely not for the week. It's not for the week, bro. It's not for the week. I, gotta, I promise you, you preaching right now, bro. You really are. I, I've been around people when I really just started getting into my into what God had called me for in the in the world of football. I encountered a lot of people who have wanted. I was listening to them talk. Like I can't. I had a guy that I uh, that wanted to uh, play football with me at the Jane College I was in, mm-hmm. and he told me, "Man, like when I get on the team, I'm gonna start working for real." And I told him. Why would you wait to then and start working? You should be working now. You mm-hmm. have to play catch up with everybody else who've been doing this a lot longer than you. Don't get. I said that's another thing. I said, man, you just like everybody else. You want something secured and guaranteed, and that's when you really gonna put in the work. You should be putting in the work long before you get that. That's what I'm saying. Like, nothing, man. Is guaranteed, nothing is guaranteed in this life. You really basing everything off faith. You really basing everything off faith at the end of the day. We believe in a God that we have not, we have never seen before, and we have never physically heard words from. And what is that like? That is nothing but faith. Faith that He is real. Faith that He is consistent. Faith that He created the fabric of everything that we have right now in this very moment. And faith that He gives us a prosperous, a prosperous future and hope and hope of a good life. Yep. That's all faith. And, and and what I'm gonna expand on, bro. I ain't mean to cut you off, but what I'm expand on is oh, no. that. Is that I believe that that's very important, and I believe that's why it's very important how you treat people. Because, like you said, we can't see God physically, bro. The only physical reputation of God that somebody might have is how you treat them, bro. If you call yourself a Christian and I'm having a crappy day, and you walk up to me and you give me some encouraging words, and that brightens up my day and, and gets my mind right, bro, I can walk away and say I saw God in that guy right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But a lot of us don't think like that. You know what I'm saying? A, a lot of us don't. Like, like we, we don't actually apply all this stuff. Like, bro, the problem I got with the black church and the black community and all that is, we, that, you know what I'm saying, go to church every Sunday and everybody get hyped up. God going to bless you. We got a prosperous life and all this kind of stuff on the way. But, but then we go home and we be average, bro. We go home and, and we don't take none of this stuff and actually apply it to our life. Like, like, like we don't do that. That's like, like people are literally right. living check to check, and they hate what they do every day. They they hate where they at, and they comfortable. Like, bro, they are, they are, and it's and it's really sad to me. Um, I was talking to a guy the other day that I uh, that I train with when it comes to like speed and just being able to be fast on the field. He's a track guy. He uh, runs track at Old Miss on the four ride. Um, and he was telling me about his family's restaurant. He was like, "We make enough to get by." And I said, "Don't you just hate that though?" And kind of thing got quiet. I said, "I understand y'all just getting by. You make enough for just y'all three. But aren't you tired of just living check to check? Like, don't you want more? Like, God didn't. I said, I'm just a firm believer. I said, you believe in God just like like I do. We we serve and believe in the same God. Don't you believe that God created more for you? God didn't create none of our, none of His children to live check to check to make the bare minimum." and to just pay bills and barely have enough to uh, do what they want to do and to actually enjoy life. Then God make us to do that. Like, I'm a firm believer. God makes us to work a nine-to-five and flip burgers at, at Burger King for seven, uh, six, six days a week for, for over 40 hours every you know every week. I don't believe that. Like That's just God made more for you. 
Yep. I, I just, I just, I can't believe that. I can't sit here and believe that God created the person to say, "Hey, you're gonna flip burgers for the rest of your life. You're gonna make seven twenty-five an hour. You're gonna get forty hours a week. You're gonna get paid every two weeks. So that's roughly over eighty hours a week, and you might, you might just get uh six, seven, eight hundred dollars a week. And it's not the tax now, but you still haven't paid bills yet, so you're barely gonna see a hundred dollars after you do all that, and you still gotta pay for to help your kids out and to make sure you're good and put food on the table." Man, and bro. That's what God promised you. No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I can't believe that. It's it's horrible, dog. Trust me, man. I I done been through it. Like the job I just quit, man. I was working at a Hardee's over here in town, right? Yeah. But man, dude. Like, man, I made a video and put it on Facebook. And before I say that, I'm gonna say I'm gonna just give the scenario so the viewers can picture picture this, right? But man. I was making seven twenty five, and when I I was working there about a year and a half, almost two years before I quit, I was making seven twenty five. When I left, I was just not making eight dollars or whatever, bro. They would work the hell out of you, bro. Six days a week. Sometimes I worked seven days in a row, and man, my checks weren't that, but like a couple hundred dollars, like a couple, like meaning two, not 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 three hundred, not four hundred, two hundred some dollars every now and then. I get a three hundred dollar paycheck or whatever on a good time, maybe four. But, dude, like, when I first started there, it wasn't that bad. But, man, when it got close to me, to my studio getting done, it's like I could not get ahead at all, dude. Like, it was to the point to where, man, a few dollars I had, man, I had to save that to get a haircut and have gas in the car to get back and forth to go to work, bro. I didn't have money. I didn't have money to go out there and, and, and get stuff to eat every day and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? But... I made a video and I put it on TikTok and Facebook. I said, I said, God will continuously beat you over the head with disappointment until you get the memo and take the uh, leap of faith that he's calling you to take, bro. Because as soon as, as soon as I quit that job and took that leap of faith, bro, things started really going well. It, it was like he was waiting on me. And, and that scenario can apply to a lot of people because... God may, you know what I'm saying? God wants you to have a life of of uh, abundance. He wants you to have that healthy relationship. He wants you to have all this other stuff, but you got to you got to let go of all the stuff that's not serving you and not be scared to step into the unknown cuz he will take care of you, bro. Most well, definitely, bro. Like you I mean people God everything blissful behind all the mysteries and behind all your comforts. You really just have to take that risk. And jump. Yeah. speaking, you have to literally take that leap of faith and do it, not knowing what's going to happen. But you have to have that trust and that faith within Him and within yourself that it's going to work out for your greater good in the end. Like yep. I met, like like you, only making about two hundred dollars from uh, from each paycheck. I would, I would literally. You said what, bro? <laughs> I said with this job. You hear me, bro? You breaking up, bro? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you, man. Oh man, good, good. This is the first job I've ever had right now that I've made probably nine, almost nine hundred dollars on a paycheck. I've never had a job that has made that much. Mm -hmm. And I would leave to go to work. And I asked my coworkers how long they've been working there. I asked them about their life and their dreams, and they tell me all the great things they want to do. I'm like, why didn't you? Why didn't you do it? And they'd be like, man, this happened, you know, I couldn't do it. I, I've always heard he can't, couldn't, can't, couldn't. He who says he can and he who says he can't is always right. 
He who says he can't, he who says he can't is always right. And each time I go to work, I realize how miserable and depressed and down people are because they made that one job that they barely make any money with to make ends meet their long term. That's their career. That's all they know. That's all they're going to do. And I tell myself every day, I will go to the NFL. I'm not going to just go. I'm going to be the greatest to ever play in the National Football League. I'm going to do all that God has called me to do while I'm in the league and I am while I become a law officer. I'm going to do all those things. I refuse to be at this job for the next 5, 10, 15 years of my life. I say it almost every day, bro. Almost every day. Man, you got to... You got to say that, man. You got to write it down, everything. Because, like, like, people don't really understand that, bro. Like, and sometimes, bro, and and, and I'll, I'll throw my numbers out there. But, like, man, this, this, I already told people that I was prosperous this first week. But, man, this first week of being self-employed, I made over a band, bro. You know what I'm saying? I made over $1,000 in my first week. I've Man, I've never even made that much money in a month, bro. God just been a blessing, bro. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't never made that kind of money from no job, bro. Ever. Never, bro. But I, I had people I had people that I was cool with at Hardy's, man. People been there 20, 30, 40 years, bro. I'm like, how in the hell? Like like hey, like that you, that's the short term, the long term, bro. Like that that's pretty much all I can say about it. Like how in the hell? <laughs> like I I just don't get it. Like for real though. Like I look at like my last job I had before this was uh the grocery store called in Dixie. And I know for a fact that um and I'm not trying to gossip or anything, but the highest the highest you can the top out rate is eighteen dollars. Uh huh. I know a guy that I worked in the meat department with named uh, I ain't gonna say his name or anything. But he was, he's been he's been with the company for forty years. Forty years now, he's only making eighteen dollars an hour. Forty nice. years. And then you want me to tell you, you've been you've been there for forty years. You've been there for as long as my mother has been alive. And you don't run the company. You're not in the exec boy. You've been cutting meat. You've been a butcher at this company for forty years, and you've only got eighteen dollars or so for an hour. And then, bro, you want me to tell you how so? Uh, and I really hate to say this about black people, but how so uneducated we are, bro. Do you know that if you work for, do you know that if you work for a billion dollar company making a hundred thousand dollars a year, right? And you make a hundred thousand dollars a year for 40 years straight. Do you know that at the end of them 40 years, you still haven't made 1% of that company's profit, bro. Or that company's worth, bro. Like, bro. And, and, and that's, that's so true. It really is. Like, and like people also, also to that, bro. People, um, like I, I know a lot of people that major in business, and yep. they sit here and say they're gonna have a multi-billion dollar company, multi-million dollar company. And I want you to have that mentality. That's great to have. Speak into existence because the tongue is a powerful thing, and those who live by it will eat it and eat and bear its fruit. I want you to say, I want you to speak good things into the world because it's gonna come back on you and good. But you have to understand for those people, like for people that like Jeff Bay, uh, uh, Bozos, and I don't know if I said his last name right, but. Uh, People like him and Elon Musk and people that run Apple and all of them, for them to make multi-million dollars, there are people that are going to be on them that make barely, they got, that are going to barely make thirty to forty to fifty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Like people understand, like that's going to be you for a while before you even get to that point. And most people think, oh, when I do this, I'm going to go ahead and go straight to mid to multi-million. No, no, no. You don't go like that, no. bro. It don't go like that. Rome was not built in the day. 
some of the greatest people that that is in, that's entrepreneurs did not crack uh, that success until later in their years of life. Like it took them while a whole while to get to where they were getting. Man, I'll give you a good example on that. Before I give you this scenario or this or what I was uh, saying, I give you a good uh, a good example on that. Man, Mark Cuban, right? Since I'm, you know, what I'm saying, since I've been able to talk to him and have conversations with him, or you know, dialogue with him here and there, uh, Mark Cuban, when he was our age or 20 years old or whatever in college and and whatnot, I'm not sure if he stayed in college, but when he was our age, he was flat broke. And he was working at, uh, I think it was DQ. He was working at that fast food place, DQ. And he said he remember going to his bank account and he had nothing in there, bro. And now Mark Cuban today, I think he's like 40-something, maybe 50-something. He's a billionaire, man. Like, he ain't, he ain't get there in a day. But, man, I'm going to tell you how so uh, financially illiterate black people are or how ignorant we are. So with this Hardys that I work with, Damn near everybody that worked there is related in some type of way. Like it's probably yeah, like maybe yeah. on uh-huh. the, on my hand, bro. It's probably about five people that aren't related to each other, bro. The rest of them cousins, uh, nephews, all this type of shit, man. So you could say I'm gonna say about eight. You know what I'm saying? Over the years, probably about eight family members working together, bro. All of them been there at least eight years. Some of them been there 10 years, 20 years. Like, bro, why didn't nothing click in your head to say, what click in y'all's head to say, okay, well, all of us are working here. You know what I'm saying? All of us have been here for a long ass time. All of us are going to be here for a while. But, you know what I'm saying? Why don't we put together a two or a three or a five year plan so that we can go buy this place and we can own this Pacific Hardy's? Like, 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 why, like, why, you know what I'm saying? Why not? Like, why be content with just working? What I was saying, bro, they have a, they put a limitation on themselves, bro. They Mm -hmm. put a limitation on themselves. And, and it's really sad. Like, I, I, I kid you not, you speak, you speaking, speaking number of facts. Because I'm, and I've been working in retail for five years. I kid you not, the the amount of people I've worked with, they said, they, I've got, I've had coworkers. Who have been like that's my cousin, that's my auntie, that's my uncle, that's my brother, that's my sister. And I'm like, yeah, I both been here collectively for thirty years. I've been here for longer. I've been alive. You mean to tell me you don't run the store yet? That's not your assistant, or you haven't put them in a position to where they've been their store manager at one other place. Like it could be on salary making over fifty k. There's a good percentage of people in the state of Mississippi that don't even make over fifty k. And you're not, and y'all, y'all are not there yet. You've been over here. You've been here collectively for over thirty years. That says a lot. You're complacent. You're man, complacent. Bro, like, people, people ain't, like, man, people wake up, they know, they know that they don't like their life. They know that they don't and like their job. And they accept it. And, and, and they comfortable with it, man. Like, and, and I ain't gonna lie, bro. The thing that got to me, and I ain't gonna dive too deep into weed, but, man... A while back, you know what I'm saying? I was using it a lot, you know what I'm saying? I don't care about people judging me, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody got no hell to put me in. But yeah. I do believe that it's a spiritual thing. I believe that weed gives you a spiritual experience. And I believe that, you know what I'm saying? When, when, when I was, man, I was in the house one day, man. And I was just thinking to myself, like, man, what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting around using this stuff. 
Uh, I'm sitting around like not where I want to be at. My studio's not done. I barely, I'm barely getting by in school. You know what I'm saying? I'm failing one of my classes. I hate my job. Why am I sitting around comfortable watching movies, doing nothing all day, bro? And and it seemed like stuff like that don't don't click in other people's head. Like, bro, like, man, sometimes, like, bro, what happened with me was, especially in these recent few weeks, man, I just got up one day and I said no. Because, I, bro, when you know what you want, man, and it's not what you have, sometimes you're just going to have to wake up and say no. Like, no, I'm not finna do a job I hate. No, I'm not finna settle for this. No, I'm not finna settle in my relationship. No, I'm not finna settle being at the bottom of the totem pole at my job. No, I'm not finna settle for being the, the last on my team in the rotations. Like, you got to wake up one day and say no, man. And once, you, and once you say no, then you can identify what you need to be working towards. And, you know, the scary part about all you just said, bro, is that a lot of people would know that and still not make the move to actually do it. He's scared. Some, some people will live their whole life working a dead-end job, making the same amount of money every day, doing the same thing every day, seven days a week like a robot, like clockwork, knowing that they deserve better and they should be doing more and doing better. They just won't take that first step to do it. Yep. It's one thing. It's one thing to be scared and to not make a move to know, to do better, but it's another thing to be scared and know you should make a move to do more and to have more and to be better, and you still don't do it. That's acknowledging the fact that you need to make a change and just won't change. That's ignorance right there in itself. Right? That's a define. That's a definition of ignorance, in my opinion. Yep. Because I remember, you like, know you need to, you know you need to change, and you still won't change. Cause like bro, like 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 I said, I just quit my job maybe like a week or two ago, and I'm doing great as hell. But the thing is, like man, if you ask me, bro, even though with all this stuff I know, man, I'm still in the process of unlearning some of the stuff I grew up and and was taught. Cause I was taught a lot of limitations. But dude, like like people people ask me, man, like man, how do you do it and all this kind of stuff? Like man, I'm human just like everybody else, man. When I quit my job, I was scared too, bro. I didn't know the outcome, but I knew I had to do it. I said, I said, yeah, this this might be tough. It might go left for a little bit, or it might not. I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna go. I'm scared, but I do know that if I stay here, bro, I'm gonna be stuck, and time is gonna pass me by, bro. I just wonder, like what you just said, like here when we just talked about people asking how you did, and telling that you're human. You ever wonder why? Not even just as black people. But as people in this world in general, we look at people who have achieved a high amount of success or have overcome a lot of obstacles and challenges and, and, and came out on top. We look at them as if they're not human. And I just want to tell, I just tell people, like, they're human just like we are. They went through the same things we are. The only difference between them and us is that they decided to say, if all the obstacles and challenges, I'm going to push through. Because I know that beyond my pain is my promise. Yep. And everything I've been saying I want to do for the last year, two years, three years, four years, or five years, I'm going to do it. Yep. And people don't want to grind, bro. People don't want to grind because people, it's like Kevin Hart saying, get up every day, Sunday through Sunday through Saturday, doing the same thing every day. You put in the same amount of 100%. You're giving the same ground. You're giving everything you got. Physically knowing 
you're in the same place every day after you get done doing what you need to do. But mentally knowing that that if, that if you keep doing this, it's going to get you to where you need to be in the next three to six months or maybe a year or two from now, that's a grind. That's a real grind. And the most successful people know this, and they still do it because knowing it will pay off in the end. And the difference between us and them is that they're willing to do it, and most of the people that could be successful are not. They don't. They don't want to see him be patient and do the work. Yup. Cause I mean, like, bro, man, 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 this stuff takes time, bro. Man, and you really just gotta wake up. And like you said, you really just gotta grind. Like, man, I'm I'm up at four o'clock in the morning, bro. You know what I'm saying? Five like, five a.m. for me, man. 12, 16-hour days, bro. Like. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, bro, you're not gonna always be motivated, but you gotta have the discipline to do it. I know yeah, Eric Thomas. Goals, yeah, like Eric Thomas, he said, <clears throat> excuse me. Eric Thomas said he woke up. I mean, Eric Thomas says every day in the safari, a lion and a gazelle wakes up, bro. And, and he said that the the gazelle knows, if I'm saying it right, he said the gazelle knows that it has to outrun the slowest gazelle for it to not be eaten, man. And the lion wakes up and knows that it has to run faster than the slowest gazelle because he knows that when he kills that gazelle that he's going to eat the gazelle and knows that uh, he's going to be able to bring it home to his family, bro. But he, but he went on to say that a lot of people are like the gazelle. He said a lot of people would keep going as long as somebody motivating them, as long as somebody pushing them, as long as something is chasing after them. He said people will, uh, will get up and do what they're supposed to do to end. But he said, what are you going to do? When you don't feel motivated or you don't got somebody pushing you or you, or you don't got somebody in your ear, what are you going to do then? You're going to stop running. And, that, and that's a, and I like, I like you said, I like how, I like how you said that because for a time, I, I've heard Tom Brady even say this and I agree with him for a moment. And I had to sit back and think about it. Tom Brady said he doesn't like when people compliment him or award him. I tell him he was great. He said, and he, and he, said, he said, I love when people talk shit about me. I want you to tell me that I'm bad, that I'm old, and I can't do it anymore. Because that fires that fire, that fire, that motivates me. And mm-hmm. I told myself I'm the same way because I've been told that all my life when it came to sports and most of just everything, too. And I said, well, what if you get to, I told myself, I was like, Ashton, what if you get to a point in life where the vast majority of people tell you that you're great and that you're good and that you're going to succeed? What, what's going to motivate you then? Mm-hmm. What's, what's gonna what's gonna keep you going? What's gonna keep you pushing? Like what's gonna actually keep you going to make sure you give hundred percent that you actually continue to be great? Not for them, but for you and for what God God has called you to do. What's gonna motivate you then when no, when nobody's in your corner, nobody's around you telling you that you're gonna suck and that you're not gonna do good? Yep. And I and I tell I like tell a lot of people that I'm like don't just feed off of negativity. And that's some people I have to do that. I'm like you need to feed off something that's higher and bigger than you because. Eventually, that negativity is going to run out, like a lot of things in life. You know, you're going to get around some people that's going to tell you, nah, fam, you're not trash. You're, 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 man, you're great. You're this and that. Like, nah, I'm not going to say a lie to you. Nah, what's the point of me telling you that for? What you going to do then? And then, then back touching on this. Cause mo- honestly, bro, mostly I get my motivation from my why. And when somebody comes to me and tell me that they've been inspired mm-hmm. by me, bro, like, man, like that, that right there makes me do bro. more. But I'm going to tell you this, and I got this from Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas said an alligator is one of the most ferocious animals on the planet. Because, like, like, you mean, you know, just imagine getting bit by an alligator, right? Alligator could take your whole leg off. Like, you're going to die, bro. But he said 
He said you can kill an alligator with your bare hands. He said an alligator is one of the most ferocious animals, but if I wanted to, I could kill an alliga uh, alligator with my bare hands. And he said the reason he said that is because science will tell you that after an alligator eats, it gets full and it gets almost it gets so lazy to where it's in an almost paralyzed state. It doesn't move. So he said that right there is how a lot of people are as well. Said a lot of people, as soon as they get a little bit of success, they get comfortable. And, and he said comfort is, is where your dreams die. We know that's true. But he said some folks, you know what I'm saying, you get a little bit of success and you get comfortable. You start working. You win one championship. You start working. You get one major deal. You start working. You have one good week. You start working. He said that's why a lot of people don't make it. Or a lot of people don't last long because as soon as they eat, as soon as they get one little accomplishment, everything is done. And they get too comfortable, and, and that's how they get behind. And I'm telling you, I agree. I agree. I agree with that when he said that. I listened to the whole thing when he said it. Uh -huh. And he also touched bases on that when he told um he told guys in NFL and college that he said a lot of you guys are just saying, I just want to make it to the league. I just want to go pro. I just want to make it to the NBA. And you there, what's next? A lot of you guys are just comfortable with getting not even I'm not even just gonna speak on pro professional sports. A lot of, like you said, a lot of people get to that point where they're like, I just want to make it to here. Well, you're here now. What are you going to do now? They'll be like, oh, uh, 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 nah. See, a part of you believes you're never going to make it this far. Now you have. You don't know what to do. Yep. And that's another thing, too. A lot of people get to that point as well, and they just stop. They think, I've done enough. I done did it. I done did all I could. This is all I got. This is all I wanted. This is it. Boom, boom. At least I said I did it, and they, and they just fall off. Like, no. God didn't just bring you here and just drop you off and just, okay, I'm done with you. That's it. I, no. You got here. Now you have to find something bigger than yourself. If you just say each new level requires another type of you, another version of you, another higher percentage of you, so yep. you can become more than what you were supposed to be. Each level requires a new you. You can't bring 2016 you... 2021, you like it's not gonna work. Like each each new year, each new month, each new day requires a new you, a new level of you. You have to keep raising the bar and keep going higher than you can. Again, no those no, no limitations, no glass ceiling or whatever type ceiling you want to say. There's no ceiling above. You have to keep going higher and higher. There's no skies limit. No, there's no limit. No, reach beyond the stars. Reach beyond the stars. You got to keep going. Keep going and keep going. You got to keep envisioning the things that most people thought would be stupid or crazy. You got to. Facts. And man, I agree with everything you just said. Cause everything, everything you just said was complete facts, bro. But like before, before we wrap this up, man, I just want to ask you about uh, your experience at Southern Miss. For anybody that don't know, my guy, you know, what I'm saying he's a football player. Uh, he's getting ready to be participating in the D1 ball and all that kind of stuff. So he really doing good. He really working his way up. But I just wanted to ask you, uh, I don't know how things have been going with this COVID and everything going on, but have you guys been practicing or in pads or lifting yeah, any type um, of weights? Yeah, we just got in the pads. Everything has been going good in that sense. Um, I got to anybody that know me. Um, Southern Miss was never the option. And I'm from this area. I was born in Hattiesburg. I was raised in Wiggy, Mississippi. Then I came to Columbus from fifth to I graduated fifth grade to I graduated high school. Then I came back down to Wiggy, Mississippi to go to uh Gene Tyson. Um around that time I went back to Gulf Coast 
and I played ball there and COVID happened and they were telling us that we wasn't going to have a season, I was one of the few guys that didn't have an offer because I walked on. I wasn't there in the beginning. I, I came in the spring. And um, by the grace of God, I could I tell anybody listen. I'm like, man, I got two preferred walk-on spots. But if anybody know what that means, uh, or you have full scholarships, partial scholarships, and you have PWOs. Preferred walk-ons are guys that are on the team, but you don't have the scholarships. So therefore, they can cut you at any given moment. So you still gotta do your, you gotta pay your dues and pay the rent and when it's due each and every day to make sure you uh, do what you gotta do to make sure you stay on the team. And I had two, I had two PWOs from two Division One schools, which were all corner Dallas State, Mississippi Valley State, and I didn't play a single down for uh, the Gulf Coast. And that was just a blessing within itself. But coming out of uh, Gulf Coast, not knowing what was going to happen, uh, and COVID affecting everything, I didn't know where I was going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, the plan originally was to go to either Vanderbilt or La- Vanderbilt or Lockett. That was the plan. The plan was to go out of state, go out of Mississippi. Yep. And when everything crumbled, uh, that the one thing that was left standing was Southern Miss. Um, and I tell anybody, there's nothing. I, I have nothing against Southern. I'm here. You know, I love it. Praise God for it. Um, I just said that this wasn't for me. Like I just felt like there was something bigger than me. I, you can kind of say it was a pride thing, but I felt like I was bigger than Southern. Like my talents lie elsewhere. Because obviously, I said Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, SEC. So I was assumed and believed that I had the talents to play in the SEC. Man. Um, and it really um the the way it went down is it, crazy. So I got here and they first told me that they wasn't gonna have any walk ons. So I came as a walk on. I didn't have an offer. I didn't have an offer here. I came as a walk on. So I tried out. Um, they told me that they wasn't having any trials. They told me that um that they that they had a full roster that, you know, due to COVID, uh, double or not, they was giving everybody another year of eligibility. So they had a lot of guys returning. So they told me oh, I might have to wait until an unknown date. And I thought I, you know, punched my ticket too early. I think, I'm thinking, man, I got to dip out before the fall semester started and go find another home somewhere. But the whole entire time, guys are telling me, you're doing what you're doing. You're being patient. Keep working. I'm working things out. And I'm just doing that. I'm being patient, trusting in him, not knowing what's going to happen. And I'm, I'm steadily contacting him. And each time, it's, a, it's each new stage, which I meant it's at each new level, each and every time. Mm-hmm. So in April, they tell me that uh, they might have something or uh, something might come up, you know, talk to them at the end of the school semester. And they said, yeah, same thing goes, we still have a full roster. I said, okay. I'm still doing what I'm doing. Still trusting. Even though my patience is thinning. I'm still trusting in God, and I'm still trusting in myself that when the time comes, I'm going to be ready, and God's going to put me in a, in a good position to where I don't have to question him or myself. And then June comes. June comes. When the end of May comes, it says, hey, we have a loophole. You know, we can get you a tryout, per se. We have this camp coming up. Uh, come out here. If you perform well, we can see what can happen. I went out, um, and everything went great. It's probably one of the best tryouts I've ever had. Uh, position coach told me I look great. Coach told me I look great. He said they had lots of things work out, and uh, they're holding entire time with some dead periods. So holding entire time, just sitting and waiting and waiting. And you know, eventually I get an email, and everything went from there. And it's just been still this whole entire time, still trying to prove myself, still trying to know certain guys I can compete, I can ball, I can you know do it all, man. And um. Man. Be a better, be a better, be a better 
One thing I'm gonna tell you before we uh before I shut it down is that man sometimes God places you in certain places for certain reasons. Uh like when I was working when I was working in a fast food place, man, like man, my coworkers really used to look at me. They used to be like, Man, you got all this knowledge, man, you got all this wisdom, like you doing all this, like like they used to be like, Why are you working here? Like 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 how did you end up here? Man, when I when I went to get a job, man, because I needed one at the point because I was flat broke and you can't be picky when you broke, bro. Man, bro, I applied at every job around here except the plant jobs, man. The only job that would take me is the job that was in fast food and I made the lowest money possible, bro. And I didn't understand it at first, but now looking back at that situation, I understand it. The people that I'm talking to on a daily, the people that's going to hear this podcast, the people that's listening to my music, the people that I'm inspiring every day, bro, you know what I'm saying? Or the people that you inspiring every day. These are people that had, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we not out here talking to Steve Harvey and whatnot. We talking to normal people that are coming from the bottom up in their situations. And whatever the situation is, I don't mean money-wise. Like you said, on the football team, even though you on a team, you a walk-on, bro. You coming from the bottom up. So it's a reason why God got you there, bro, because I look at it as the people that's consuming my content are people that that are coming from the bottom up in their situation, bro, and they having to make something out of nothing, bro. So God placed me there so that I could further understand their situation because you you can't lead somebody out of somewhere that you ain't never been before. If I ain't never had it, you know what I'm saying? If, if I was never at the bottom and within nothing, how can I go inspire other people to get out the bottom? You know what I'm saying? If if, if you ain't never been a walk-on or never had nobody counted you out with football, bro, how can you in 10 years from now hold a camp in your hometown and talk to these kids about being motivated even when the coaches ain't believing in you? You know what I'm saying? So it's just all God prepping you for something else. Because, like like I said, you can't lead somebody out of anywhere that you ain't been. And it's a reason why he got you there. It's it's a reason why he needs you to get that experience. So, just make sure you keep working, man. I know you're going to keep working. I ain't really got to tell you that. But, I mean, you got anything? You got any last words to say before we shut it down, my guy? Yeah. I want to tell people, you know, I'm I want to tell you. I want to read. I want to read my favorite, uh, my favorite Bible, my my favorite Bible scripture. That that's in. Uh, this is what I look for. This is what I look towards. You know, when I um, when I'm going through anything, you know, especially when I'm when I got when I'm facing anything that's hard or challenging. In Second Corinthians fifteen verse seven, it says, "But as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded." I tell anybody that's listening to this right now. I don't know you. I don't know what dream you have. I don't know what you're going through. But God didn't place you there for no reason. The dreams, the aspirations that you have in your heart, the things that you're questioning, the doubts and the what ifs that you have, they're there for a reason. You didn't dream the dreams you have for no reason. You didn't just wake up and say, I'm going to do this because I see this and that. No, because if that wasn't what God had for you, it wouldn't be on your heart. I'm here to tell you right now, listen to me. I can't, hey, I, I've never been, I've never been the first pick in anything. I never was the guy that everybody deemed that, oh, he's going to be successful. I was never that guy. I was never the guy that people called about and said he was like that in anything. I was never that guy. So for those people that, that feel like that, I know that they are that, 
I'm telling you right now that if you keep going, if you keep pushing, if you keep believing in something that's bigger than you and believe in God and lean on and lean on him and not your own understanding and believe that you can do it and do whatever you're going to do, I promise you it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm going to tell you this and I'm not going to name my name. I'm not going to name no names. But my senior year in football, my head coach and my defensive coordinator said I was the worst football player to have ever played the game of football in high school. They even said I was the worst football player they have ever coached. They said I would never play another down in football after high school, let alone step to the step in the National Football League. Anybody that's listening, I am the only one out of my senior class to play college football. Out of New Hope, because I stepped foot there from 2015 to 2019. That's four years. There's only been five. There's only five guys that still play college college ball. That's me, Braylon Miller, Terryante Thomas. He plays basketball. Kyrie Fields, Jeremy Tate, and Rick, and Rick, uh, Ricky Newton. Well, six. That's six. My bad. That's six. Mm-hmm. It's only six of us. Out of my senior class, out of the guys that play, I played football with. Out of all the teams that played football, we had one that had offers. He just didn't play. I'm not going to name them. He didn't want to play for what he was, and I'm not going to talk down on him. That was his thing. I'm the only one to play college football. It don't matter what people say about you. God has the final say-so in every single thing in life. Man believes in the Man believes... Man believes that impossible cannot happen. God believes anything is possible. Again, I was the I was the least one counted out. My teammates and coaches said I would never play the single down in college ever. Then I walked on to number one JUCO in 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 in, in nationals. The na- and nationally ranked Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College was the number one ranked football team in junior college. That year we won a national championship. I've never been a part of a, a team that won a national championship or a state championship. I didn't play, at the time I didn't play a single down from Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, and I had two Division I offers. I walked on to a Division I school, and I'm playing football now. Guys, they're playing at Power 5 schools. I'm talking SEC, Pac-12, 10. I've went against guys like them, and and I've murdered them on the field speaking. This is coming from a guy that was told he would never play a single down in college football or never be great in that aspect on the field. Don't listen to what anybody tell you, man. Everybody has the potential to be great. We all are great within it, each and every one of us. Greatness is inside all of us. It's up to you when you tap into it. Yep. God put greatness in all side of, in all of us, man. God gave us all abilities to be great in, whether it's in football, whether it's in Sport, I mean, uh, whatever, whatever it's in, music, entrepreneurship, whatever, business, whatever, man. Facts. God put greatness in all of us. It's up to you when you tap into it and be the person, be the man or woman God created you to be. Facts. God gave us all gifts, and we'll do with those gifts are our our prayer, our praise back to Him. That's our thing. What we do with those gifts, that's our bird. That's our way of saying thank you, God. Facts. God. I could have easily used that right there, what I just told y'all, to not 
go hard in football. So I sit up here and, and say that's my motivation and do it for them so I can go back and tell them no. Nah, dog, I don't. I've had, I've had plenty of us, I had plenty of opportunities to, to hit up my old coaches and show them actual proof that I played college ball and I was and I was one of the top guys in my team. I have video proof of that. I can do all of that. Did I do it? No, because I don't live for them. I am Facts. who I say I am. I am who I say I am because God made me who I am. Facts. I prove it to myself that I am who I say I am. I don't need to prove it to anybody else. But if you do that to other people, then you're faking me. Facts. Be you at the end of the day, man. Be you. Be the man God created you to be authentic. Love what you do. Have a passion for it. Learn all learn all that you can this way and give it back to the people, man. That's all I got. Man. This has been a good show. This is probably the most motivating one I did, man. I'm going to try to keep these coming every week, man. Everybody that's tuning in, man, I really appreciate y'all, man. What I'm going to leave y'all with, man, man, quit waking up like an accident, man. God got a purpose for you, man. If you waking up every day, he ain't through with you yet, man. So get up, man. Identify your gift because your gift will make room for you. Not your degree, not your education, your gift, man. Your gift will make room for you, man, and God going to always provide for you. Get up and do what you called to do. Find out what your purpose is and live through that, man. That's when you're going to be the most prosperous, the most happiest, and that's when you're going to line up with the will of God, man. So with everybody that will listen, man, thank y'all so much. Uh, shout out to my guy Ashton Husband for coming on the show today, man. I really appreciate you, man. You gave some real encouraging words. You even inspired me, man. So I really appreciate man, you thanks, coming bro. on. You really, you really inspire me every day, bro, like for real. You, I appreciate like it. Like I've been telling you, like I've been telling you, bro, not, not too many people coming out of Columbus doing what you're doing, bro. And, you know, I, I live, I can tell, I can tell I'm from Columbus. I lived there for almost 10 years. And to see you prospering, to see you, to see you putting uh, putting out knowledge and helping people around you and going even branching out outside of that. And you you've been talking to Mark Cuban and most like I said, most people don't know where that's he he's the uh, majority owner, if not the owner, a full owner of the Dallas Mavericks, bro. I don't really watch the NBA. But to know that you're talking to somebody that owns the NBA, bro, that's that's networking. That's true networking, bro. Man, I look I really at you, appreciate you and you inspire me, bro, to to keep going to like you had every right you had everything in the every Every you know, every chance to turn around and give up on this man, you know what I'm saying? And you, you, you even had songs for this man that he's played for the Dallas Mavericks. He's used in that Dallas Mavericks uh, situation when it, when, it, when it comes to that to that professional team. Like he's put, he literally puts you on and put you in, and he literally spoke into rooms that that you didn't even know existed. God used him to help to help you do that. Like it's it's amazing, bro. Like.
the way God sees fit and the way God wills it so, bro. Man, always, bro, and I, and I really appreciate the words, man. When when you or anybody tell me anything like that, man, y'all really don't, y'all really don't know how much it touches me, man. Cause cause that that's that's what I do it for. Like that right there is worth any amount of money I've ever made, or any or any amount of money is worth more than any amount of money that I ever will make. So, man, on that positive note, man, we gonna we gonna wrap this up. I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. I really appreciate y'all tuning in. And we will do this again. And I will have you back again sometime, my boy. But we got new episodes on the way, man. I really thank all of y'all for tuning in. And y'all have a good day, good night, wherever it is, wherever y'all at, man. Y'all be easy, man. Y'all be safe, bro. Be safe, man. All right. Show over, man. Y'all be easy out there, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Slow it down. Why I feel so betrayed lately? Why I feel like the love fading? Why I feel like my blood hate me? Why I feel like my gut faking? Why I feel like you pump faking? Wanna drink on the edge cause you feel paranoid from the gun sagging. Working hard, we'll set up shop. I ain't really too far from pop. Funny feeling when you in the store and people walk until you treat you like you God. Wonder how I got a sense of pride. Still praying, trying to beat the odds. Take the label, go and spread a pride. Check the game. But the rappers fry Like I'm really independent I've been home